Father, thank you for this beautiful Sunday morning. And Lord, right now, may we tune our hearts to what we need the most. We need your word in us. Lord, we need, we need the fact that you love us and care for us, and you have a plan for every one of these situations, right down from, from Lynn finding his doctor's uh, office and the appointment and those, those, little di those daily details, Lord, that are very important. Be with Karen. Lord, thank you that we can trust in you with all of our heart. Thank you for the praises, Lord. I thank you for what is happening in the Dennis family. And I thank you for uh, Leslie and Steve and Steve's healing. I thank you that Tammy is back. I thank you that Kathy is back. Lord, I thank you that Vivian is trusting in you with all of her heart as she walks through the valley of the shadow of death. And Lord, we commit these cares to you, but Lord, thank you that we can leave them at the cross and thank you that we can open up your word and open up our hearts and receive just what we need for now. In thy precious name, amen. Um, you received a paper. I want you to take uh, jot down anything, any notes and references that I give you because I, I would want to encourage you to study these references this week that we're going to go over. Well, last week was just Easter. Can you believe that? Can you believe last week was just Easter? I mean, like, where, where, how did that happen? So last week, I asked you the question, are you ready for a miracle? Are you ready for a miracle? Because it was Easter Sunday, and Easter Sunday is all about what? Miracles. But Jesus wants to urge you and me to open our, our spiritual eyes like we open our physical eyes and understand that miracles aren't for Easter Sunday or Christmas morning. Miracles are ours to access from our Father on a daily basis. And if I'm not, why not? And Lord, prepare my heart and get me ready to see and perceive that which I need to see and perceive. I want to see his miracles today, don't you? I want to see his miracles for me today. He daily loadeth me with his benefits. Anything that comes from God is miraculous. We need to be ready to receive it. I don't know. <clears throat> I guess the problem is we, we just get used to God's miracles. We get used to it. Like, like Eve got used to her amazingly beautiful home in the garden, and she got used to her amazingly handsome husband in the garden, and she got used to walking with God in the cool of the evening. How could that happen? I don't know, but it tells me if she did, so can I. How did the Israelites get used to freedom after slavery in Egypt? My word, in a heartbeat, they're marching out of the horrors of slavery that you and I in blessed America cannot even imagine. They lived it for generations, Diane, and then, and then they're walking out with their families. They've even taken their neighbor's stuff to be the provisions for their way. And as soon as they ran out of their physical, visible stuff, what did they do? They complained. They're free. I don't know about you, but if I had been in slavery, if my children were in slavery, and all of a sudden we were freed, wouldn't that be enough for the rest of our life? We forget. And quickly, and it tells me, 
if it happened to the Israelite Sherman, it can happen to me. So, just like the Israelites <clears throat> had manna for every day, they were never meant to live on yesterday's manna. You and I are never meant to live on yesterday's miracles. God has them new and fresh for us this morning, today. I need fresh manna today, Colleen. I'm not to live on yesterday's manna. With that in mind, <clears throat> it takes us to our theme verse for our Sunday school class of 2023. If you can't recall it yet because I didn't go over it last week, it's Lamentations 3, verses 21 and 23. This I recall to my mind. Now, don't you love that? It's personal. It's personal. I need this for my mind. You can jump to the New Testament and, and know that the Lord says, I'm going to give you something, Kathy, that's going to keep your heart and your mind. Because in this life, in this day, in this past week, did you almost lose your mind? Yeah, that's a part of this life. And God says, no, Kathy, I'm going to give you the miracle. I'm, you're going to keep your mind. So, but it's preempted with this. This I recall to my mind. Therefore have I what class? Hope. Therefore have I hope. Satan does all he can do to snatch away our hope in every situation, in every problem, in every unfair thing that comes into our life. And God says, no, 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 no. You are forgetting, Kathy. I've got fresh manna for you today. I've got a miracle for you today. This I recall to my mind. Therefore, have I hope. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because thy compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Did you recall that to your mind this morning? If you didn't, you're going to be tempted to live on yesterday's miracles and manna and it's going to be stale, and it's not going to be sufficient for today. So number one in this lesson today, number one, we are never meant to live on yesterday's miracles. Point A under number one, anticipate his provision for his miracles today. Anticipate it. Some of you already have this morning. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Some of you <clears throat> prayed this morning, before you started getting ready, you got ready from the inside out with the prayer, Father, create in me a clean heart. Create in me a clean heart. I want to receive all the nourishment that you have for me today. And the one thing that stops me from tasting and seeing the Lord's goodness is that I have sin in my heart. I'm regarding something in my heart. It's blocking the Holy Spirit from feeding me, from speaking to me, created me a clean heart. I don't want anything in my heart hindering the Holy Spirit's work. Thank you for the miracle of living within me. What a miracle we have. Girls, Eve walked with the Lord in the cool of the evening. Do you know what we have, Michelle? God's very spirit indwelling us at the moment of salvation. What a miracle. First thing, when you're sitting in your special spot or you're standing at your counter and you say, Father, create me a clean heart. 
early this morning, I want to begin with you. Your compassions fail not. It goes way beyond the Easter miracle. The Easter miracle is eternity, is forgiveness, it's being with our Lord forever. But God's compassion that fails not for us today gently rains down on us, ready to fill our empty soul, to fill our dried up heart, to remind our weary mind about all the goodness of God. Renew a right spirit within me. Mm. Your spirit need to be renewed? That's the miracle you need for today. And God says, just wait. I can't wait to renew your spirit. Create in me a clean heart. And as I ask the Lord to create and, and, and reveal something in me that would hinder me from receiving all the nourishment from his word, he does just that. And then renew in me a right spirit. What's nagging at me? What's worrying me? Father, I confess that. You tell me, in Isaiah 41, 13, it was another theme verse that we had in Sunday school, for I, the Lord thy God, will hold thy right hand, look at that intimacy, saying unto thee, fear not, I will help thee. Lord, I can't wait to see what you're going to do concerning this thing that is laying heavy on my heart and my mind. Lord, there's a decision I need to make. Lord, there is... There is a burden I'm carrying. Lord, I don't know when, but you do. And giving that over to the Lord, laying it at the foot of the cross, and then by faith saying, Lord, I'm going to get up and I'm going to receive exactly what you have for me today. I praise your name that you go before me and you go with me. So, you want to, what's, you want to know your miracle? For you this morning, his compassions fail not. His compassions fail not. Turn to the lady next to you and say, you don't deserve God's compassion. <laughs> Tell her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And now say, ready? And now the most important part, and neither do I. And neither do I. I want you to turn to your Bibles to Romans 5, verse 8. Girls, this is so good. This is what I have to take time to read. Write it down on your paper. Study it this week. When you recall to your mind, Romans 5, 8, you all know it, but God commended his love toward me and that while I was yet a sinner, Christ died for us, for me. Personalize it. Now look at verse 9. Much more than... Okay, circle those two words much more. We don't deserve God's compassion. Well, I was yet a sinner, Lily. He died for you and me. But now look, it goes on. Much more than, much more than, being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from the wrath through him. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, there it is again, much more, being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life, and not only so, but we also, ready, joy, circle it, joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we now have received the atonement. And girls, if you don't recognize that miracle that is just for you this morning, 
than open up spiritual eyes and say, look at what I have. I have eternity, but I have much more even for today, even for today. So let me ask you, did you recall that to your mind this morning? It has to be an on-purpose, an on-purpose recalling to your mind. What did you recall to mind? <laughs> mm -hmm. What did you recall to your mind? The aches, the pains, the problems. Yep, yep, see that is right there so quickly. There has to be an on-purpose anticipation and, and an on-purpose choice. God, this is the day you've made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. That is an on-purpose recognition. It's an acknowledgement of God when my day begins. Otherwise, I'm blind to all that he wants to do in and through me. I love the fact that, you know, we get ready. We brush our teeth. We wash our face. We put on clean clothes. But that is nothing compared to the miracle that, that God does when I ask him to clean my heart. That is nothing like the feeling. I love to wash and moisturize this dry old face, okay? It feels so good. But it's nothing like what I feel when God cleanses my heart. When I am clean on the inside, when I am refreshed, when I am renewed, when I am with my Lord. So now, that's all introduction. Now we're going to get into the lesson of it's time to ride your bike. If I had to give a title to today's Bible study, it's this. <clears throat> it is, it's time to ride your bike. The very fact that God's compassion is so daily is coupled with Hebrews 4.16. His compassion is, is so needed in our life. We don't know how needy we are. And yet God's word says in Hebrews 4.16, let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Already? Look at your lady next to you and say, you're so needy. Okay, tell her. Yeah. And now, now you two had a really needy week. They did. Now, we need to say to ourselves, I'm, I'm so needy. I need thee. There's a, there's a hymn, I need thee every hour. I need thee every moment. We are, my faith is so needy. That's why I referenced Eve and the Israelites. My faith is so needy. We're born needy. We're born needy. God gives us this hands-on visual knowledge with the miracle of life. With the miracle of life. We understand about neediness because we began as a baby. Little Abel. Courtney's Abel. He's, he's so needy. We understand this. We have a visual picture in life. Do you know everything God does in our life is for a spiritual wake-up call? Kathy, you know what it is to be a spiritual baby because you were a physical baby. You take care of a physical baby. You, 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 you understand all the neediness of a physical baby. Paul calls the new Christians newborn babes to, to understand how needy we are. <clears throat> Little Abel. Little Abel has a lot of needs. He doesn't even... He doesn't even love his mother yet. He can't. He does not know how. As babies, babies do not know how to love, do they, class? All they know is what they need. 
It is all self-absorbed neediness. Now, they love to be held. They love to be sung to. They, they learn to recognize, but they don't know how to love. Neither do you and I as newborn babes in Christ. It's all about our neediness, and the Lord understands that. That's why he writes, my compassions fail not. Child, you are so needy, and I'm there to meet those needs. So even as Courtney continually feeds Abel, changes Abel, bathes Abel, rocks Abel, plays with Abel, it's all about the baby's need. And then miraculously, slowly, something so wonderful begins to happen. You know what it is? It's called growth. Growth begins to happen. And all of a sudden, it goes from total neediness to an awareness. And then as maturity begins to happen, you know what it is? <clears throat> it's six-year-old Trina running through the front door. Mom, let's go for a bike ride. It's then eight-year-old twins. Mom, let's go for a walk in the woods. It's Clint, even dear Clint, maturing to a point of, Mom, let's read. See, the maturing, it's no longer all about my neediness, it's about being with, with, the four-letter word that is the most precious word this side of heaven, with. I'm with the one I love. It's the whole point of growing our faith. God says, child, my compassions fail not. I'm here. I'm here for you. You are so needy. But you're going to come to a point, you know, when, it, when he writes, come boldly to my throne, that you may obtain mercy and find help in time of need. I, all, I, all I can picture is one of the five grandchildren bursting through the back door. And, and my home is their home. My Doritos are their Doritos. My gluten-free brownies are their gluten-free brownies. My root beer is their root beer. Help yourself. I'm so glad to see you. And as they grab what they want, they give me a great big old hug, and they're, they're glad to see Grandma, too. It's not just about the need. It's about the love. This is where our faith has to grow to. And, 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 and Paul is saying, child, child, would you please grow up? Faith in Jesus has birthed me, and now I have a faith that can grow. It can change me. It's supposed to change me. My faith will take me places I could never go when I was a spiritual baby. My faith will take me into victory that I never could know when I was a spiritual baby. My faith will take me and change me and bless me and grow me into a person that is just like Jesus, and so less like Kathy. But it's a matter of growing. Now, understand the, the thing that is going to thwart my faith from growing is always going to be sin. It's always going to be sin. Romans 8.2, understand this. We've been set free. And this I recall to my mind as I battle my my deceitful heart, as I battle temptation, 
as I battle the world, as I battle the devil, Romans 8, 2, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ, that's being spiritually born, life in Christ, hath made me, you girls know what it is, hath made me what? Free. free. I am free from the law of sin and death. I don't have to obey sinful flesh. I don't have to stay a baby. I don't have to act like a baby. Some of you know a grown-up person who acts just like a baby? Okay, they are chained to their sinful reactions, their automatic anger. They've never grown past. They've never chosen to say, Lord, forgive me. Grow me. Grow my faith. Enable me to respond with a soft answer. I can't wait the, for the next time somebody ticks me off because I'm going to grow. I'm going to grow. It's anticipation of the miracle that God is going to do inside of you and me. And the first time you learn to respond in the spiritual response, in the spiritual way, in the way that the Holy Spirit is urging you, is instructing you to respond, you know what happens? You're getting on a bike. Your faith is going to fly. All the angels in heaven are going, finally, she gets it. And you're going to experience the miracle of God's enablement because you know what? You're set free. That person no longer has the control over you to tick you off and keep you stuck. Because you know what? You've taken the truth of the word of God and you say, Father, forgive them. Father, you set me free from obeying the sinful tendencies of my angry, ugly heart. And you have changed me and I can't wait. I can't wait for you to change me again. Um, a growing faith that goes past being spiritually birthed is a faith that will strengthen, will instruct, will build, will change. But most of all, it is a faith that joys in, ready, being with our Father. That's the byproduct of obedience to God's word and growing my faith. Have you ever wanted something really bad and, and you had to learn it? You had to learn it. It was hard to learn, but you wanted it so bad you said, I'm going to learn to do this. All right? I wanted to learn to ride a bike. Now, this was back in the 50s, okay? Dark ages, you know? I was too big for my tricycle, and um, the only bikes in the garage were my brother's bikes. I have two older brothers. Do you know, you know a boy bike? A boy bike. All right, yeah. And it's, it was, they, they used to be this high. <laughs> I was probably eight years old, and I was going, I so wanted to ride a bike. Um, now, there were no such things as training wheels back then. They hadn't been invented yet, just like seat belts and helmets and all those things. They, 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 you know, they hadn't been invented. But I wanted to fly like the wind. I wanted to go so fast that tears would come out of my eyes. I wanted to go so fast that my knuckles would turn white. I wanted to ride a bike and fly like I saw the other neighborhood kids doing. So my brothers were in the driveway. And uh, Mike and Bill. And I said, Mike, can I ride your bike? 
Mike, I need to learn to ride a bike. Mike, will you help me learn to ride a bike? And he says, sure, Annie. I was always Annie to my brother Mike. Sure, Annie, I'll help you. Bill was there. So I literally climbed up on the seat, you know. Mike was holding the handlebars. Bill was holding the seat, the back part. And they said, now, Annie, all you need to do to ride this bike is just keep pedaling. Pedal as fast as you can and, and, and just keep riding this bike. So I'm teetering on the high bike. They said, we're going to count to three. We'll give you a shove, and then you take off. One, two, three, they gave me a shove, and I started, I was pedaling. I was pedaling even before they let go. I was pedaling with all my might, and they're hollering, keep pedaling, Annie, and I'm going, why am I tipping? I can't steer this thing. There was a fire hydrant at the end of our driveway, and it was like there was a magnet from that fire hydrant to my bike, and I'm going, it was pulling my bike into destruction. I'm going, no! I hit that fire hydrant. I flew up in the air. I came down on the pavement. I was like a, I was like a, the wind was knocked out of me totally. Have you ever seen a carp, a carp breathing on a beach? That's like what I was. I was, I couldn't even get air in. My elbows were bleeding. My knees were bleeding. I was so mad. I was mad at my brothers. I was mad at the bike. I was mad at life. I was mad that I got hurt. I was mad at that fire hydrant. And all of a sudden, as my brothers ran down to help me up, and down the street, there was my neighbor flying by on her bike. I was so mad. And I got up and I said, I'm going to learn this. I'm going to learn this. But see, what happens when we're striving to learn to grow up spiritually, there are so many things in life that make us mad that trap us, that hurt us, that are unfair. And Satan will do everything he can do to just keep us mad. And you have got to take the spiritual wherewithal because the Holy Spirit of God lives inside of us and say, God, teach me. Teach me thy way, David Pence. I will walk in thy what? I will walk in thy truth. You have a purpose in this, in this pain. I'm going to learn this thing. I'm going to learn to love you as you created me to love you. I want to get past my neediness of being a baby on a tricycle. God, I need my faith to grow. That bike. <laughs> I got back on it. My brothers ran beside me this time and didn't start me at the top of the driveway, but actually put me on parallel ground, and I learned to ride that bike. Now, there were more spills, and there was a lot more pain, but guess what? Ever since I learned the victory of riding my bike, I've never gone back to the failure of getting on my trike. Once you taste the freedom that we can experience in Christ, because we have chosen, my faith will grow. I am not going to stay stuck. I'm not going to go back. Lord, I will be taught your truth, and I will obey it. And God takes us places we never dreamed of. And we experience a peace that passes all, a peace in the trouble. Never had that before. I was burdened with trouble. I was worried with trouble. I was angry with trouble. No. God says, Kathy, I have a purpose in this. Activate your faith. Trust in me with all your heart. 
Don't lean on your understanding. You're not going to understand it. But in all your ways, acknowledge me. God, I can't wait to see what you're going to do with this situation. I anticipate it. I look forward. There is nothing that delights our Heavenly Father more than a child that is looking ready to receive his miracles. Lord, I can't wait to see what you're going to do in this person. Lord, use me. Use me, Father, to be a help to this very needy person. Yeah. Turn to Hebrews 5.8. Hebrews 5.8. Do you know even our Jesus learned? Imagine. Imagine this. The creator of the universe, he learned Hebrews 5, 8. Do you have that, Treen? Or whoever's got it. Do you have it, Sharman? Go ahead. Let us therefore come boldly unto the... Oh, 5, 8? Uh-huh. I got it. Though he were a son, yet he yet learned he obedience by the things... Oh, stop right there. Though he were a son. This is talking about Jesus. Though he were a son, dwell on this for a second. Good grief, the creator of the universe. The creator of you and me. The son of God. The second part of the Trinity. Though he were a son, yet he learned. Jesus had to learn. Why? I'll tell you why. His compassions fail not. He knew how hard it was going to be for us to learn. And so he humbled himself and he came in human flesh, Kim, to feel and experience everything that we needed to learn, Mary. For we have a high priest who is not touched by the feelings of our infirmities. For we have not a high priest which was touched with all the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. He says, yeah, I know. I know. Isn't it wonderful to go through something hard with somebody? And when you do, you come out stronger because you were with that person. Happens in marriage, but it especially happens spiritually when we walk with God through something that has been hard. Um, oh, I've got a whole bunch more of that. Turn to James 1.4, but I'm going to end with this. And we may pick this up next week. I'm not sure. James 1.4. And I need somebody to read that for me. James 1.4. James, the author of Just Do It. <laughs> I love Go ahead. All right. Here we go. Who wants to be perfect? Raise your hand. It's going to take the trying of our patience. It's going to take you saying, I'm going to get on this bike, and I'm going to learn it. My faith is going to ride a bike. I'm not going to stay crawling on the ground. And it's going to involve, it's going to involve broken things. We're broken people. We're needy people. Broken things. I love watching my husband fix broken things. Now, he comes from a builder's family. He's got carpentry hands. He literally does. He, he is so sure about the way he handles things. I hand him drills and saws and hammers. He never drops them like I do. 
He, he never fumbles with them. He's just got a sureness about the way he handles what needs to be fixed. And I love watching him work. Now, he fixes stuff. I can't. But I am his helper. I'm his helper. And so while I can't fix them, I can hand him a Phillips screwdriver. I can hand him finishing nails as we were putting flower boxes up yesterday. I, I can hold the level. But I can't do it. He does. But we do it together, and our, our camaraderie grows. Our friendship grows. We laugh as he looks at me again and says, Kathy, where did you put that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know. Sometimes, sometimes, honestly, class, I feel like Clint. Um, I'm not very fast. Sometimes I come back with the wrong things. Sometimes I can't find what he sent me to get. I don't see it. But I do my best, and we stand back, and we look at what he fixed, and I helped. And our relationship is sweeter because of it. The obvious application that you've already gone to is our Heavenly Father fixes what we cannot. Starting with us. His compassions fail not. I am so needy. So he puts me and my stuff in his carpentry hands and I stay there and I find in his presence a camaraderie. We are with each other. His ways are perfect, by the way. And while I can't fix it, I can obey his instructions. And this is where the rubber meets the road for our faith to grow. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by what? The word of God. Dear girls, if we don't know his word, we can't obey it. And it is only joy is a byproduct of my obedience to God's word. Pure and simple. And so as I stay in his presence, and he does what only he can do, and I obey his instructions. Now, sometimes I'm slow. Sometimes I don't see what I'm supposed to see. But his compassions fail not. He helps me even in that. And when I'm with him, and with what needs to be fixed, is fixed. We stand back and we look at his work and our friendship grows. Often what I have found in the issues and burdens and trials and hurts in life, as I wait with him, what's that called? Patience. And patience perfects me. Why? Because I'm trusting in the one who knows a plan for me, who desires me to be often in the whole lifetime of issues with Clint, with children. You know, that's why God gives us children. He wanted us to get our eyes off of our self-absorbs, whether you're a teacher, whether you're a nursery worker, whether you're an older sister, whether you are a sibling. God gives us each other to get our eyes off of ourselves and our own needs, and meet their needs. And in all the issues of, of things that are heavy in our heart, 
and I bring them to the Lord and you bring them to the Lord, I, this is what is found. You look back on it, and it really wasn't all that important. You look back on it, and you see how God moved and rearranged and strengthened and helped and provided as he promised, and you see that the issue that seemed so big really wasn't all that important, but you know what was? Our fellowship, our time together as we walked day by day with him. I gave you a sheet, and um, I want you to read through it at your leisure, not in the morning service. <clears throat> I, want you to, I want you to read it when you have your cookie this afternoon and say, Lord, it's time for my faith to get on a bike. It's time for my faith to mature. I want you to read it. It's from this book, which I highly recommend. I've recommended this author to you before, Keller. I like everything he writes. This is Strength of Soul, all right? And as you read it, if it sounds a little extreme to you, let me tell you why. Let me tell me why. If it's not, it doesn't sound strange to me, I, I love how he puts this instruction here. It echoes, it echoes the joy of what we get to do every morning. You're going to read it, and I encourage you to apply it. And we're going to pick it up next week. I really feel like if the Lord tarries and we gather together next week, we're going to pick up strength of soul and what I've given to you for your homework. If you're not used to doing what he tells you to do in this page, do it this week. Do it this week. If you are used to doing it, you are going to say amen and amen, and we're going to pick it up right there. But let me just encourage you. Get your faith on a bike. Father, we commit this beautiful principle that you've given. Thank you your compassions fail not. Thank you that in our constant neediness, you will grow us as we know your word, as we put it into practice, as we submit our will to yours, you grow us. And Father, it's so good. It's so good to be free. It's so good to be loved. And it's so good to love you back and be with you through this day. May each of us see the miracles you have for us. In thy precious name, amen.